0: I'll be the first to admit that there are a lot of things about Satan that I do not understand. And even though we are told what transpired, who he is and what he did, plus how God has limited him in the interim and what waits for him and those who sided with him, I still think that the vast majority of us do not comprehend the magnitude of what took place, and what is still taking place. I know I certainly don't. But every once in a while, I get a glimpse of the insidiousness of his being, and the depth of the extent of his contempt for God and it gives me but a small taste of the strength of the spiritual powers that are in conflict with one another to this very day. God our Father, deemed it was necessary that Jesus, His Son, be tempted by Satan, on this earth, so that Jesus could withstand the temptations that Satan often tries to impose upon us. Jesus called Satan the father of lies, for such is his nature. He distorts, casts doubt, questions, diminishes, the supremacy of Jesus, the Son of God, who represented and displayed the glory and righteousness of God our Father, whenever and wherever He can. Like Hebrews 1 3-4 states, And He is the radiance of His glory and the exact representation of His nature, and upholds all things by the word of His power. When He had made purification of sins, He sat down at the right hand of the Majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels, to the extent that He has inherited a more excellent name than they. And while He undoubtedly has power, He is not all-knowing, and the day that he maneuvered Jesus to be taken to the cross, Satan must have thought that he had finally won. But he wasn't aware of one aspect, the intent of our Father to have his Son, accomplish the purification of our sins. Jesus had no time for Satan and possessed the unique ability to instantly know when a source of doubt or the questioning of his authority, was being called into question, and from whence it came. Jesus dealt with it instantly, not by overreacting but simply stating how it is. Jesus would not give in to the ifs that Satan tempted Jesus with, Jesus would not consider the challenge, because he knew our Father and was his Son. There is no contest to be challenged, God has deemed what follows, and it is so. We see a lot of Satan's handiwork in this world, almost everywhere we turn. Sometimes it just simply boggles the mind. But what I find that is truly insidious is the extent to which Satan will go to distort and diminish, who Jesus is and what he and he alone has accomplished. If there is any possible way in which to offset the truth of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, Satan is right there at the ready, probing and prodding, twisting, distorting and diminishing, whenever and wherever he can. And so many of us buy into it, time and time again. God's Holy Word tells us that one of the works that God's Holy Spirit does, is glorify the Son, John sixteen fourteen. Satan does the exact opposite. And most times it is very subtle, think increments, not an outward attack that would be obvious. Think chipping away, distorting, diminishing, wherever and whenever he can. And he is very successful. Question the completeness of God's holy word. Question the divinity of God's only begotten Son. Question and distort God's objective truths and replace them with subjective truths, glorifying man. Use self-pride whenever the opportunity presents itself, use self-glorification to replace where God's glory belongs. It is like a thick blanket that spreads its depth over the waiting world that is mostly blind to what is taking place. God's holy word balances, Satan's distorts. God's holy word justifies, Satan's takes away. God's holy word strengthens, Satan's weakens, entraps, under the guise of accomplishing more, with man's will at the helm. Think dominionish and who is in control. That's the message of the new apostolic reformation apostles and prophets, without fail. Jesus did not warn us about this move away from following God's will, for no reason. Hear once again, His earnest warning to all. Matthew 721 23 Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Leave me, you who practice lawlessness. Emphasis is mine. I've stated this before and I will state it again. Lawlessness refers to the abandonment of following God's will and replacing it with our own. Think Garden of Eden and what happened there. The battle continues. Worthy is the Lamb. Blessings.